Welcome to Ashes and Roses, the podcast, a millennial review of entrepreneurship. We're your hosts. I'm Junie. And I'm Ashley. We'll be sharing with you an honest review of our trials and triumphs in business. The Ashes and the Roses. On season two, we'll be inviting other entrepreneurs to share their journey as well. Join us every Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And as always, we'll be keeping it real, raw, and and revolutionary. revolutionary. Welcome to another episode of Ashes and Roses. Ashes and Roses, baby. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is season two. Yes. Um, and season two, it's really great because this season we're sponsored. We got to sponsor this season. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, first things first, got to respect the man who feeds us. No. Or the woman. <laughs> the woman who feeds us. The woman's. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by Sapphire Health and Wellness. Sapphire Health and Wellness specializes in memory care in Westerville with a Sapphire house where we provide personal care, um, help with ambulations, memory care. We provide A to Z for all um, adults and seniors affected by Alzheimer's and dementia. We've been around for three years and whoop, whoop. we are working and creating um, towards like changing the standard of care for seniors. So we're excited and we're so happy to have um, Sapphire Health and Wellness sponsor this episode. Yes, yes, yes. yes. All right. And today, uh, Junie, what is our topic? What are we talking about? Our topic? Well, if you've been following along, Season two is challenge the industry. Hashtag challenge the industry. Um, so we're challenging industries that are, or corporations, we're challenging corporations have, that have gone unchecked um, mm-hmm. and then highlighting entrepreneurs who also work in the space or have um, background in the space for each specific industry that, that we're talking about. So today's episode, we're challenging the education Whoa, industry. okay major yes yes major major industry so super excited to have a guest on with us i'm going yes. to let my co-host introduce so today you. we're so lucky to have um one of our closest friends one of our biggest supporters gabby on our show today gabriella Cajus. Okay. Uh, Gabby is a licensed educator. She's been um, uh, working in the public in uh, public education for the last 10 years. Um, She's a she was a program manager for a major nonprofit. Um, She is a long life volunteer. As long as I've known Gabby, she's been the one volunteering (laughs) and dragging us with her. So if it wasn't for a friend like Gabby, I probably wouldn't volunteer as much as I I do. But so lifelong volunteer. She's actually a returned Peace Corps um, Jamaica volunteer. Mm -hmm. And I hope you share a little bit about that. (laughs) Um, She's a dope spoken word poet. Okay, so if you haven't already um, got her album, she has uh, The Spirit Yearns to Move out on Apple Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, wherever music is streaming, it's yes. available. Gab of Gaia. Yes. G-A-B-O-F-G-A-I-A. Spaces okay. in between. Okay. <laughs> Get that right. Rewind. You got, <clears throat> rewind if you have to. 
Gab, G-A-B, of, O-F, Gaia, G-A-I-A. That was the rewind. That, that was, was the rewind. And and if like we have the effect. skills, if we have the skills this early on into our transition to, um, you know, um, YouTube, mm-hmm. we will hopefully <laughs> have. Rewind it. We'll wind it back for them. <laughs> or, you didn't like that sound effect? I thought I did it for you. No, I think it worked. Oh, you're going to do the sound. You're going to add the sound effect. <laughs> you already added the sound effect. Jim was like, uh, I don't know about that. Okay, so grab that out. Go ahead and grab that album. Go ahead and download it. Okay, um, she is currently, uh, currently now. More recently, she's a Mama Glow doula in training. So Gabby's gonna be out here helping out with births and postpartum. Okay, mm-hmm. she'll be um, providing support. Yes. And I and I hope you go into a little bit support, into support, education, advocacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I feel like you're the right person for that. Absolutely. Um, She's also a brand new entrepreneur. Welcome to the life of entrepreneurship. Okay. An exciting conversation. It's a roller coaster ride. So um, this is actually, I think, your first interview as an entrepreneur. So remember, (laughs) remember the little people. Remember (laughs) ashes and roses. Okay. And remember me. (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, like I said, one of our biggest supporters since we, you know, opened up our business, you were there open house, like you've been there every time you've reminded us to celebrate multiple occasions. You've reminded us to celebrate our accomplishments in business. Um, you're an amazing friend. We're lucky to have you here. Um, I can't wait to discuss this, uh, interesting topic. Yes. Oh, I love that introduction. Yes, Aww. that was great. That was a great intro. I'm happy to have you here, Gabs. Yes. To be here. Thank you, ladies. Um, but before we get started, we always enter with a thought of the day. Yes. So you could either, you let us know what makes you comfortable. Do you want us to start with a thought of the day or would you like to share yours first? I can share because you know what? Yes. A, a word just came into my mind immediately. Okay. Gratitude. Oh, yes. I feel it. I feel so grateful. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like that word has been sticking and, you know, we've been talking. We do our gratitude daily and Mm -hmm. I feel it. I'm very grateful. Mm -hmm. Grateful for you, too. Grateful for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Gratitude. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. You know what? I um, recently, um, thankfully, because, you know, we've been doing it together and having like a support, um, been doing gratitude. And I definitely see the difference Mm -hmm. in myself. I like I don't even know if that's what I was talking to you about having a little bit more energy that could be going towards my energy. Like mm-hmm. it's just, yes, gratitude is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, you know, for me, I, I think maybe I just feel a little lighter. It's just like, okay, like whatever happens, happens, you know, mm-hmm. and I've just been like, okay, universe, God, spirit. I accept. <laughs> That's what you want. Okay. And it actually goes into it. This actually goes into a little bit my thought of the day um, as far as gratitude goes, because I was telling um, Junie the other day that like um, on another podcast, I had mentioned like, you know, I was, um, you know, and this is where it starts to get radical. <laughs> I was mentioning revolutionary. revolutionary. Oh, radical should be another word that we add to that. <laughs> No, but um, so I mentioned like, you know, how I was kind of like holding on to like this kind of like upset because initially, like when we started our business, like, you know, we could tell 
that, you know, white people weren't taking us seriously or they would choose like their, you know, they would choose like white companies over us and we would feel, you know what I mean? Some type of way about it. And then I realized like, I'm not really being grateful to literally the majority of the clientele. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, if I really, it just really depends on what lens you're looking from. Like Mm -hmm. if I was looking from a place of gratitude, I would say I'm thankful for those that did trust us and that did look past, you know, what they're actually conditioned to look at us like, you know what I mean? Like I recently read this book (laughs) that I'm sharing with everybody, um, the four agreements, um, but actually, let me give you the name because I, I got his name because I need y'all to read this book. It's yeah. a life changing book. Don Miguel Quixote. Ruiz. Ruiz yeah. Yes. Um, you read it? Mm-hmm. Girl, it was great. Oh, she did. <laughs> I know, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> what book haven't you read, Gabby? No. <laughs> no, but yeah, that book is life changing. I mean, it's on Audible, two hours. Change your life in two hours, literally. Yeah. And I think. So is that well, the point that I was trying to finish off was, I mean, that's kind of where he, you know, I like he was saying, like, we're conditioned to feel the way that we feel about ourselves and to feel the way that we feel about each other, Mm -hmm. you know. So when you really look at it that way, it's like it's not our fault, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's not, um, I guess, their fault either, because they were really conditioned and grew up to feel or, you know, to have some of these um I don't know, these ideas about us in their head, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that didn't come from them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, that. I guess our thought of the days are just similar because just be, lately I've just been working on, like, just not taking things personal. So with what you were saying about the... Um, what you were saying about the clients and things like that, it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, no one is doing anything because of you. Right, it's always because of somebody else. So, or it's always because of what they feel in themselves, mm-hmm. and then it's just an outward portrayal of what they're already feeling inside. You know. Yeah. So I've just been like, not taking things personal. If like something doesn't go my way, I'm just like, all right, well, yes, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's just been my response. Like, okay, that's okay. Girl, I be thinking like it hasn't gone my way yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just <right>. not now. <laughs> maybe okay. later, maybe in a cooler right. time. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like, you know, it's going to come back. Exactly. Like you're going to, I'm not going to fight you to prove, like you, you know, you see and you know and you be back. Mm-hmm. You guys have some great reframes. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Okay, that was a good thought of the day session. That was a good thought of the day. That, was, wow. a good, a good of the that day. was actually kind of short, though. I hope everyone could, you know, heard me in that first part because I was... Had her whole mic off. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, what is she saying? No, I was like, I why can I barely hear her? Okay, yeah. well. Yeah. But anyway, so that was a great thought of the day. Um, mm-hmm. In today's episode, we're challenging the education industry. In yes. today's episode, the title, we titled it, Hashtag education minus equality. Oh, okay. Yeah. Comment for them just in education the title. Minus equality. Yeah. But before we get into that, you know, we always have, I know you're an avid listener. This is usually Ashley's jewels. <laughs> 
Ashley's analogies and Junie's jewels. <laughs> this is why I don't do the um the, the structure, uh, the announcements and things. <laughs> You're doing good though. But um, so it's usually uh, just a it's a co-host segment, mm. and since you are our featured co-host for today, we would like you to go ahead and um. Take the floor. Let us know. Share with us something. What do we? Who are you? Tell us about you. Tell us anything that you would want us to know, and anything that you would want our audience to walk away with le- having learned about you. Um. Well, first off, I'm a human. Yes. Right. Yes. Say that. <laughs> Say that. I am a human. You're okay. not AI. Um. <laughs> uh. Something I would want the audience to walk away with um, about me. Is that I'm a human, um, and I love just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. I have flaws just like everyone else, and I'm constantly learning and growing and navigating and evolving to become the person that I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as the story unfolds, it unfolds in a way where I'm really passionate about education Mm -hmm. and uh, what I do is help educate people and children and uh, and empower them because that's really what's key. That's really that's like the key word for me, empower, Mm -hmm. Um, because with that conditioning that we were talking about before, a lot of that conditioning is to take our power away from us mm-hmm. to think that we need something else other than ourselves to make our lives our to live our best life when we don't we need just to we just need to know that we can do it mm-hmm. so, so i'm gonna call this segment gift of gab what do you think? <laughs> oh yes <laughs> okay do you need a sound effect okay, yeah, okay. Sound should effect. i give her my sound effect or no, what or give her a different one um, what if I give her one on like <laughs> the gift of gab? <laughs> Sorry, it was random. Hey, that was random. It was. <laughs> I didn't know what you to put. You guys just put me on the spot. You offered it. You uh, offered it up. We, she, it's a whole segment. We tried. We tried. Yeah, gift of gab. <laughs> that means she'll be back, folks. Yep, she'll yeah. be back. Okay, so what does education minus equality mean to you? means we got more work to do more work to do yeah okay um we know that we have an unequal system and we know that we our system is unequitable you know um and that we have schools Mm -hmm. that do not have the same access to resources and by resources i don't mean just um books and uh supplies which that is a a serious um, situation, but also like the buildings and um, and uh, quality educators and quality administrators and wow. um, you know so we know that there are some some struggles it, with our schools and how we do schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that there are issues with our funding, which is which is a big issue with all of the industries in our government and our country the united states mm-hmm. um so when i think of education minus equality i think okay i think this is i know this i went through the public school system mm-hmm. you know um and i went through different schools too you know i was a student who 
who um who struggled a lot in my early years and that's partly at the root of why I why I'm so passionate about it cuz I was a student in the classroom who they wanted to put me on they wanted to put me on medication oh. I got kicked out <laughs> like yeah um mm-hmm. you know but my mom stayed uh stayed very firm with no we're not putting her on any medication. Your mom is we're lit. gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. And it was exactly she's lit. <laughs> Shout out to my mama. She's Clooney she the Davis. one. She the okay. one. Um, yeah. So um, you know, and she, and she you know she stuck the course. And then um, as things evolved in our lives, I ended up encountering a teacher who really you know believed in me. And I was like, oh okay, I can I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before it was a lot of I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's not and, and, and that's to show too that although this this system is unequal and unequitable, there are a lot of people, a lot of teachers, even though I said all those things about those uh those those persons who aren't doing their best job, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are though at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. So there's always two sides to every coin. We're always working in those oftentimes working in those dualities. Um, But it makes their work even harder. There's a lot of pressure in the education system, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, about outcomes and assessments and testing and this and that. And even how we look at school and education, when I'm talking to you guys about education now, if you notice, I'm mostly talking about it in one format Mm -hmm. and one look. Mm -hmm. How we think about education can be expanded much broader. Yeah. You yeah, know? So, so I feel like I've dibbled and dabbled mm-hmm. in education, like, at different parts of, of my life, so I can see, like, trends in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see it in other industries as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. there's, there's... The thing is, is when you say evolution. that there, there are good people within the industries, there are, but mm-hmm. those good people, like, literally have to fight to get their message heard mm-hmm. and they're it's sometimes they lose their job in the process. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and the structure is not really there for them to be supported or feel supported, not just at the school level, but at the district level mm-hmm. and then at the state level yeah. and then at the federal level. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, Oh, my school is so hard on me, but it's just like, you know, there's just so many restrictions when it comes to education and just the laws around it that it it doesn't take into account the human aspect of it. You know, mm-hmm. like, every kid is different. Every kid has different um, life circumstances that, as a, as a result of these life circumstances, you're seeing a, cer- a particular outcome in school, but it's not isolated from, mm-hmm. you know. Everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is connected. Absolutely. And we, we see that in our... In our education system, and we see it in our health mm-hmm. system. We see yeah. it in every industry. So, um, it's the corporation. It's the corporation, <laughs> okay. of education. And, <laughs> okay. it's very intentional. Yeah, because you have I to go so. back and look at the history. And what? Okay, well, why did we set up our education system this way? Why we have tons of research tons of books it's 2020 there have been people talking about education and these issues for a long time now but a lot of those works have been so suppressed but now we're living in a day and age where information is so readily available that so many people are tapping into those sources 
but our schools are really where is where most of that conditioning occurs. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Your child is in school for the majority of the day. Mm-hmm. You only see your child when they return. And I don't know about you guys, but I know I didn't see my mom until like she got off of work, which mm-hmm. was like late at night. So by then I was ready to go to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. and then on the weekends. So the, the space where your child is spending the most time is a space that you really want to be thinking about and real intentional about. Right, because they're is, literally programming and brainwashing. And I mean, cause I think about it. programming because there's nothing there yet. They're putting in the information. Programming, yeah. yeah. But children are gonna is, are constantly being programmed from, from birth. Yeah. They come out, you mm-hmm. know, into life, into this new experience, even before birth. Yeah. Everything that happens in our body like our like the woman's body is honestly phenomenal. The bomb. <laughs> okay. The bomb. The, this this is this is a machine right here. Yeah. So many things have to work just the human body to it's to just create amazing. life, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Um so even from them then there's that programming from what the mother is experiencing while carrying the child, you know. All mm-hmm. of those like we need to go all the way back and that's part of why I'm I'm getting into the to the doula work mm-hmm. is we really need to be intentional with how we even start our life, you know? Um, before you before you dive deep into that, because I do want to ask you the question since you're talking about your doula work, um, how are you tying in, like, your the education with your entrepreneurship? It's, it's kind of just goes seamless, to be honest, because a birth and postpartum doula or full-spectrum doula, or any, honestly, there's so many different types of doula, you're... The role of a doula is to serve their client, mm-hmm. is to be a resource, to be a support, to to educate, to advocate, and to empower the person. Like that's what it is. You're not you are as a doula. I am not. I'm. I don't do anything medical. I'm. I'm here to support. Mm-hmm. I'm not delivering the child. I am guiding the birthing person in their mm-hmm. in their process. So throughout that, I am sharing whatever resources, answering any questions, just being a supporter for that person, another mm-hmm. member of the community. If we go back to our African, our Haitian roots, mm-hmm. it's community. Yeah. You know, that's what we need. And that's what we need in education. Mm-hmm. Education industry, when we look at it, we're so focused on the teachers, the administrators, this and that. But we see that there is a disconnect between our parents mm-hmm. And what's happening in school. Yeah. The education industry and the rest of these industries, to be honest, all function. You need the community. Wow. And that's what's missing. That's, that's literally the solution more. for our community, for our, for our industry. industry. Is go back to the community. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the solution Bring it back. for everything. Community. Yeah. We're so caught up on individuality, which is important. Yeah. We, want to, we want to be aware of ourselves and who we are. But mm-hmm. once you know who you are, it's your responsibility, your civic duty to go back and give your gifts to your community. You yeah. realize that self-care is community it, care. Is. When you're taking care of people around you, you are taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the only way that you can, like, no one can go out and like change the world, right? But if you change how you show up in the world, then that creates a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So if we're all doing that, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. wow, that's amazing! You drop in <laughs> knowledge in this segment, man. Giving gifts, you yeah. giving gifts. Yeah. Okay, trying. Gifts. <laughs> I'm trying. So, what else are you doing to tie your background in education and your entrepreneurship? Any other um, 
ventures or ideas or like what do you think that you're bringing into this education like industry that's gonna change yeah I think I bring a unique perspective because like I said I'm a product not only am I a product of the public school system but I've also had varying experiences with it but I taught in it and then I also went and taught in another country so not only do I have experience here in the U.S., but I also have experience in Jamaica mm-hmm. with their education system. And I've also done a lot of work in looking at other education systems across the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I have an interesting perspective with that. And all of those things tie to community as well as hey. reading community. Wow. You know, you you. when I was in Jamaica, I, I, honest, I really loved my experience. The community that I was in, was a small rural community not they didn't have a lot of funds but they had support for each other you know there are churches all throughout the community whether you are whether you are practicing or not but there is a lot of power in that you know a Mm -hmm. lot of um support when things happen who do you go to you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and the way they did community in that and in the community that i lived in um, in Manchester, in the Manchester Parish, I loved, you know? Um, and even though they didn't have a, a whole lot, the same resources that we do here in the States, mm-hmm. it was really, honestly, um, humbling and disappointing when I first got there because it was really disappointing with the U.S. education because mm-hmm. here we are, mm-hmm. a country with so much access to resources and funds and we have so many, like some stuff, there were so many correlations that I saw. Oh, wow. Like just so many like of those disconnects that I saw in the classroom that I was like, hmm, well, this is interesting. It's not that different. It's not that different. Wow. You know? And I mean, there's there are definitely some differences for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say with like respect, that's mm-hmm. different because also community. You know the parents know their teachers. They exactly. know, you know, everybody know, like, you so know, other people are keeping them accountable. Exactly. And, and those, those, those things are also changing and not every school is the same in Jamaica. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. just like to put that disclaimer out there, mm-hmm. but there is something to be said about that as well. But yeah. just even the overall, just the respect that the teachers have for themselves and how people view teachers in the community. Yes. Um, and just, yeah, it was a, like it, what happened? Like, why did that go away all of a sudden? Like respect, because I think that having respect for teachers was something I grew up learning. I mean, are you saying kids don't respect teachers so much anymore? I would say also, I don't want to give like a one sided view know, because it's so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I have a thing to say to that. Yeah. But go ahead first. I think what it is, is that there there is a lack of respect on both parts. That's what I was going to say. Because I think a lot of times as adults in, in, in any culture, I really feel this is global. Um, or let me not say global, but it's you, you, you see it often. Is that authority of the adult that sometimes we're like a, a child is to be seen and not heard. But they mm-hmm. are they are a collaborator with us in this process of life. You know, like that whole idea, like. You know, sometimes I would feel uncomfortable with just like the setting in the classroom, you know what I mean? Or just like, so I tried to, when I, when I was at working was when I was a classroom teacher, I tried to create a space where the kids felt like 
this is their classroom. This is mm-hmm. our space. We're in a community. We're constantly doing our circles, checking in with each other to know mm-hmm. that you're contributing here too. I'm learning from you. When I make a mistake, I would apologize right in front of them and make it make it known like, okay, you know, Miss Kajus made a mistake. I'm sorry. You know, how can I repair this mistake? You know, oh, wow. or, you know what I mean? So that I can show them. Can you give that an example too. of a mistake? <laughs> I mean, there are a ton of mistakes. Well, I, I mean, your kids are calling you out. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, they call you out on oh, your yeah. mistakes. First or of all, girl, kids, are f- listen. Oh, um, I guess. Yeah. Like, if I if I made a mistake on even the work. Okay. If I didn't put, if, if I didn't highlight a word, you know, they're check A. You know, I'm like, oh, you know what? I didn't, like, I'm, I'm modeling for them, you know? Yeah. But I'm also being real with myself, I made a mistake. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think sometimes um, uh, adults kind of have that, can have a very, uh, mm, like, very, I don't know how to describe it, just a very authoritarian demeanor towards children. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then children, I feel like sometimes, remember, they're modeling off of us what they see around them. They're learning from us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they want to test the waters. It's really how you respond. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have, I mean, so I I have some experience with working with, like, older students, and I just feel like sometimes it's hard to know where you draw the line in that whole authority thing because you want the, ch- you want the student to feel comfortable with you, mm-hmm. and you want them to have um, a space where they can open up and express you know and as a as a child in the younger ages it's a lot easier for them to kind of like fall into the structure that you've created but when they get into their adolescence and they're and they're growing up they're they're number one like they challenge authority that's who they are right so as a teacher or as an as an authoritative figure in their lives I think it's it's a lot harder to um, cause when I was coming up, all of my te- my teachers were not that close in age to me. You get what I mean? And now like, I, f- I don't know if it's because I'm in this age group or I don't know if we're just all so similar now, the age groups were just all so similar that sometimes you're looking at a teacher and you're like, are you a teacher or a student? You know what I mean? And I think in the way that we approach them, there needs to be a level of, Yes, I am here. It's open. We are equal, but I am the leader here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's hard for, because I, I do think it's hard for someone like my, like someone who's getting into teaching as early as like 22, 23, 24, and you're teaching high schoolers or you're, te- you're teaching 17 and 18 year olds. You know what I mean? And we're coming in without, like, yeah, we're older, but there's a lot of life experience that we haven't yet had that I think the teachers that I had when I was coming up had a little bit more experience. So in the way that they held themselves, in the way that they carried themselves, they just demanded a little bit more respect, mm-hmm. right? And also, I'm, I was brought up in a household where you're taught to respect others and things like that. So all of that plays a part in it. But I do think that there's there's a level of it, like, one what we have to understand is like what works for this age group may not work for this age group you know what i mean so how do we find a place like is education then because the way it's it's set up now it's like oh it's a flow it's progression it's something that you go there are steps you start here you end here you know but is it something that's a little bit more you know finding your fit finding your size and then 
figuring it out there. I don't know. I don't know if my point has gotten like mixed up. I, I thought this was a whole question. I don't know how I ended up here. This is a whole question. Was this not a question? I don't even know. I was just, <laughs> I was just, um, just kind of like speaking to what you were saying. Cause I think that it's, it's, there's no one issue, mm-hmm. you know, like there's no one issue. I think as far as like the respect between student and, and teacher, um, is no longer there on a certain level because mm-hmm. at least te- at least teenagers sometimes they just don't really feel like what the person standing in front of them has to say is valuable and i feel like that's something that changes from you know elementary middle school into into being a teenager into really cuz that's when they're like you know figuring themselves out so if they're coming into it feeling like you have nothing of value to give me. And then I'm coming into it like, I'm the teacher here. I'm the authoritative. You need to, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen videos of teachers and kids, like, going at it, like, on the same level, you know? So just things like that, I feel like it's just, there's where do you even begin? Well, look at that. Look at that exchange. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Visualize mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. What is happening there in the middle of that? That's power dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, it's not a, a, a energy exchange for learning. Mm-hmm. It's an energy exchange for power mm-hmm. is what's mm-hmm. happening in that conversation. Mm-hmm. So the problem there is communication and relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, these children, look, I know what me when I was a kid, when, when an adult or somebody else was, you know, if I was doing something wrong, but they, they, they come in my face, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Have you built a relationship with me? Mm-hmm. Do you right. know who I am before mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Or, okay, are you somebody who, who I've repeatedly, this is our interaction with each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are you trying with me or am I just another student that you've just given up on? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, am I already, because I, even when I was a kid, I remember not just the teachers, but all the caregivers, babysitters, uh, um, daycare, mm-hmm. you know, these a lot of our children who are really having issues with behavior, it's not in just in the school. It's usually, you know, the other places that they're in, too. Yeah. You know, so it's like, OK, how is everybody responding to that? And what is the root issue? What what especially we start seeing um, uh, behaviors that are really like red flags. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, what could possibly be the the root issue here with this child? Why is this child communicating in this way? And that is, this leads to why a lot of, there's been a big push, and I, and I, and I hope it continues to be pushed in this narrative mm-hmm. for restorative justice and social-emotional learning. Because the more that we understand, it's a lot about how we communicate with each other and building mm-hmm. those relationships, because things will go wrong. Um, we'll, we'll have arguments and conflicts, but it's how do we process that how do we talk through that how do we see that there is there can be restitution and Mm -hmm. that leads we talk about pipeline to prison that leads to that you know what i mean is and you know the school that i was working at um Mm -hmm. uh here in ohio one of the i was in the one of the largest school districts in the state um we had had somebody come out talk to us about the restorative justice piece and model and we had started to implement it and it's something that takes little it's like baby step into it just like with everything else you don't you don't just start from go you, there's mm-hmm. it's a sequence of events that has to happen to lay the foundation and then just like you plant the seed and then you watch it grow you know mm-hmm. um but there was there was a lot of pushback and this and that um but 
there were a lot of people who were starting to do some of those practices, one of them being myself. And I was really seeing that, okay, this is, this is working for, for some of my students. Like, mm-hmm. I like the dialogue that's happening. I like how we're processing things. Mm-hmm. And this is also a time, this is where those, um, those other staff in the building come in. Because mm-hmm. education isn't just about teachers and students, you know? Right. There are other people in the building. You have your instructional assistants. You have your school psychologists. You have your guidance counselors, g- custodians. Every adult that comes into uh, interface with your child, whether it be mm-hmm. in the school, whether coaches. it be at daycare, mm-hmm. coaches, all of those people mm-hmm. are imparting knowledge and learning on your child and have the ability to communicate and model, you know, a healthy communication, healthy dialogue. They have the ability to model that for them, mm-hmm. you know? So when we come into those infractions, we really need to think about, okay, what are we modeling for our students? And yes, sometimes we're going to be upset. We're human too. And mm-hmm. I think Sometimes that's the problem as well is that I like what you mentioned. And that's something to really look into what you mentioned about your teachers when you're coming in being a little bit older. Older, Yeah, I was going to ask you because, you know, myself included, when I got started, the school I got started in is a priority school. Mm -hmm. And a lot of schools that are a priority schools you get a lot nobody wants to work there Mm -hmm. so who are you going to get the young ones young new fresh teachers and who are okay let's let's go we're optimistic and know they can change the world one kid at a time listen (laughs) you know and it's like okay like and they're gonna read a book on urban living and they're gonna be great (laughs) good to go i have two things because i feel like first of all i feel like we're just learning from you right now but um i have these two questions that i want to put out to you and you you can answer them um in whatever order i just don't want to forget them okay okay (laughs) my first question is just with you talking about community and um everything kind of like going back to that do you think as a society we went wrong when we made everything a profession that's my first question Hmm. my second question is um a lot of times education is a profession that people think of like kind of like one track or one pathway or you know different pathways that lead to one thing so it's I, I, I don't come across a lot of, like, um, entrepreneurs in the education uh, in the education space, right? So I think it would be interesting to kind of share how you got here to, to entrepreneurship and, you know, what are some things that you feel like you can do in your industry through your entrepreneurship? Because another theme um, of this season is, like, we want people to see that you can do it, you know. You can do something, too. Like, you can contribute something that is your skill, something that you've learned. Uh, so those are my two questions. Okay. Um, the first question, I just want to make sure I have it right, was um, did we go wrong by turning everything into a profession? Mm-hmm. Like something you pay someone Paying to do? Paying for services? Something that you not on, not necessarily pay something to do, but something where it's like, okay, you get all of these degrees, you advance so Hi, there's like prestige behind it. And so a lot of the onus was on that versus like the quality of the work that you're doing. Okay. Because the thing is, there's no, you know, the because what I'm hearing is the changes that need to be made are the things we started out with. Right. Mm. So 
where did we go wrong? If we already had these things in place, we just needed things to kind of supplement. What happened? What did we do that has turned this into the monster that it is now? Well, well, well not us. Well, yeah, I was about to say, when I'm talking about community, too, I'm talking about our Haitian community, our African community, because here in the U.S., the way school started also Right, kind of. I but mean, I think that because the here's the thing: oh, because yeah. the global community. because we're number one, we're in America, and I think a lot of times when people hear community, 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 that sounds very close to social socialism, mm -hmm. like you know, having those ideas. And I, as an entrepreneur, am still still, uh, you know, hey, I already started this uh, capitalist capitalist race. I might as well finish it at this point because you know I'm in it to win it. <laughs> I don't think there's, I but, don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I'm both. saying what like be like into yeah I mean that's why isn't that kind of what like how like liberals are kind of pretty much like they're kind of medium in both things I like I moderate, believe in right? moderate is mm -hmm. it moderate okay I'm sorry I'm not up to date with that but with the different parties mm -hmm. all of a sudden but um, party. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so I think that. I, now I lost my I lost my point now that we were talking about all these parties. Oh, yeah, I think that it's <laughs> I think it is because everything is about money. That is that is the root of this problem. It's the money. And I don't think that um, people who believe in like, you know, capitalism, they're so threatened by something that sounds opposite of that, that they're not willing to be like, OK, how can we make this work? with us still being a capitalist society because that's what we are that's america that's what we do like i've come to pretty much accept it you know what i mean i don't really think um but yeah so anyway so i think that that's the reason why education is where it's at yeah. i mean there are other countries too who i think it's also a matter of priorities you know you can mm -hmm. It's okay to want money. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how we eat. <laughs> you know, that's how yeah. that's how yeah. we get the resources, a lot of the resources that we need. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But it's what's our priorities? Is it money over everything or is it people yeah. over every humans yeah. over everything? Health over everything, well being, you know, what what are our priorities? Because mm -hmm. I think we see that play out with how this coronavirus situation is happening. The countries that prioritize their people and their health first, even if you look even looking at their their funding for mm -hmm. their health industry mm -hmm. and what access they give to the the citizens in their their country, we mm -hmm. see there's a difference with what what our priorities are. Like what are our values? Yeah. What and those are the things we need to be like asking about in all of our industry. We lack we lack intentionality. We lack mindfulness in all of these things. These mm -hmm. are big decisions. And at every stage we we need to be be thinking mindfully. Like, okay, how does how does this impact, you know, like what are the consequences? What are the potential positive outcomes from this? You know, like we're constantly learning, learning and growing. You know, we're all human. We're there's mm -hmm. going to be there needs to be room for that human error. But when we make an error, see, this is the problem. When we make an error, mm -hmm. we're so used to being reprimanded mm -hmm. that we don't know how to come back from it. Yeah, without it having to be like, oh my gosh, you did this and you were wrong. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be like, oh, you, you know, people who are you for capitalism why. versus people who are for socialism. Like, no, like, let's find a happy medium and live. 
Okay, we're literally separated 50-50. Like, but that brings it back to the original com- you know, yes, theme I'm of this sorry. conversation of um, we were all conditioned on this system of reward and punishment. Yeah. So that's why... So that's why I was just which weird. ties into that restorative justice model, which kind of says no to rewards and punishments. Yes. Yeah. So that's what you think the solution we have, is. We have lots of, you know, the thing too is like we're talking about in in the education industry, like our experts. We have plenty of export experts. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of resources there of people who have taken the time, who've done the the research who have looked at different models in other places, who mm. have looked and seen the outcomes here, who have been presenting ideas, but it's about us adapting those. Mm. We know that we know what how a, we know how to help a child read. Yet we don't do those things. We know that a child we know what children need, but we do the opposite. Because it, it okay, you know me and my conspiracies or whatever, but we were talking about this um, off the mic, but the Mike Epstein thing, right? So even with the Jeff. Jeff, sorry, Jeff, sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Jeff, right. Jeff, Jeff Epstein. Sorry. The documentary, um, right? Like just that whole situation, it makes, me, it makes me realize, I mean, where was he getting those girls from? School, right? It makes me, it made me notice that we're conditioned this way on purpose. We're easily manipulated. One thing that I felt like a lot of those women had in common is that they seemed like they were like hypnotized or something. Like they weren't able to say no. Weirdly, I don't know what that was about, but I just feel like the way that we're conditioned, it's like this for a purpose. It's for us to be easy, for them to easily do whatever it is that they tell us to do. Just even this as this um, COVID as an example. Look how easily we listen to what they do. Like literally all of our rights. I can see years from now, it's going to be a big deal that our rights were being violated to the way that they are right now. Mm-hmm. But we are chilling. Are we? Are we? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, for the way collectively, that for the way collectively, the way that it is happening, we are chilling. Like people think I mean, we're looking at protests, you know, um, you're hearing people in the news, like looking at protesters like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they're out there protesting. But it's like. 20 years from now, it's going to be like, why did you do this to humans? Like, why did you do this to us? You to know, the, not just humans, to the planet, to the planet. Species are dying, people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we have to be concerned about those things. About yeah. It's not even just us. Yeah. Right? Because you take one thing out of the ecosystem. Yo, I was reading, I was listening to this book, Sapiens, and he was breaking down how, um, the way that the ecosystem and the way that the earth works is like change happens over time that mm-hmm. gives the rest of the earth and the rest of the animals and the cre and the creatures and like the organisms time to adapt to the change. But humans, we change everything so quick, like 10 years ago, like right, look everything at was 2010 different. versus 2020, you know, and the planet, the organisms, the animals, the creatures that share this space with us have not had time to adapt Right. So because they can't adapt, they can't keep up. So they can't live. They wow. can't outlive these changes because Dramatic it's changes. not um, habitable. Habitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, habitable? that's the word. Yeah. Habitable. <laughs> it's not it's you know, what I, I mean? mean, but just look at this. I mean, look at the way we're responding to habitable. COVID-19. Like everything's different from now. Yeah, the, the whole world is going to be different because of this. You know what I mean? So and it's going to be a rush to be changing this in the next 10 years, you know. But but 
back to what you said too like it's also inhabitable for us mm-hmm. yeah it is. like it's you know it's like and we're realizing again, we're, it's, a con- it's a constant reflection and even mm-hmm. that model that you just said about how we're constantly evolving mm-hmm. we want to take that back and apply that to education and development mm-hmm. how a child developments how a human develops it's not about how fast you get somewhere mm-hmm. it's, it's the sequence yeah. mm-hmm. it's the order of events you don't just start walking you have to start crawling. Craw- crawling. You got to start moving, moving those little those bones in your body. Yeah. We're, we're such in a rush. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. has to be, I need this now. It would be mm-hmm. helpful if they came out toddlers, but you know. But even our learning, <laughs> our learning though, like our learning, our rush, like mm-hmm. I'm just we're missing out. We're missing yeah. out because we're not taking the time to fully enjoy the process. We're rushing our children we're rushing our teachers we're rushing our parents mm-hmm. we're rushing our community we're rushing 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 and we're not actually taking time to, to, do to what? be present to, to be human to be human to be human you know i'm saying we're rushing to die like where where's the rush why, yeah, where are, we why going? are you rushing yeah, yeah. this is wow. i feel like yo where this falls into place of like doing our part like yes all of these issues happen mm-hmm. but like maybe People don't have access to that information. So you being on this podcast and somebody listening to this and then somebody saying, hey, I, I heard this. That's how we start changing the minds of the collective by offering them information, you know, and giving them the, the resources in order to get this information so that they can change their lives yeah. and make more informed decisions. Yeah, you know, exactly. and that's what they don't want. They don't like social media. I think they're realizing we let this shit get too far. This social media. Exactly. This. I think, and you know what? And it's crazy because like when they want to get rid of it, they're going to get rid of it. I mean, like, yeah, I think I read that TikTok is gone or then, or um, Trump was like trying to sign I, I an order for that. I he was suing Twitter. Was he suing Twitter? I don't know. Yeah, he was Something suing Twitter. Yeah. But like when they want to get rid of social media, they will get rid of social media. This, this thing is really building communities because that really is the solution. All of these little strong communities is what, you know, comes out into the forefront and has gone viral and is on the news. And I feel like a part of the reason why that, you know, um, you know, students are not respecting their educators as much. A part of it is because they're realizing like we're educating ourselves so much on social media that we know like these people of authority don't necessarily know everything and mm-hmm. almost kind of they kind of really know nothing actually and when you read a book you kind of find that out too like they don't really know much we as humans don't really know much about anything right you know so i mean yeah there is a lot of like access for us to educate ourselves just like with the internet and social media and different people who have educated themselves and now have a platform to share the education that they've Mm -hmm. received so Yep. Yeah, it's not just in one place. They don't like it. They like, mm-mm, this backfired. Because it's strong enough to bring down, I mean, big people. Like, the so- social media is strong enough to bring bring down people we never thought could come down. Mm-hmm. You know? So. And that's because of shared sharing information. Just mm-hmm. access. Like, mm-hmm. this is why, you know, they talk about access to books. Access. This is why our literacy rates are really important. Because... Yeah, social media is spreading the knowledge and everything, but mm-hmm. we also need to have different resources still. And, you know, our literacy rates were going up and then they're slightly going down. And even our adult literacy rates, those are some things that we want to be mindful of because that's another, like, you need to be able to read to know about your health care. Mm-hmm. 
You're about your prescriptions, about your banking. You need to know all of those things, you know, and we, as great as it is, as a great tool, technology and social media and all of these things are, how much we use it is something we want to think about because we also know that we're, our attention span is getting shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. And we also know, I believe, uh, I believe actually you're the one who shared it with me, the rates for Alzheimer's is getting higher yeah. and higher. Yeah. Yeah. So our memory is, mm-hmm. is becoming more fragile, which mm-hmm. is a, to be a serious red flag. Because we're so, being overstimulated. Overstim- again, we're rushing to know everything all at once, and we're not fully actually knowing it thoroughly and as much education as you can get from this and that there's nothing i I don't know for me there's a lot of value for all the 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 problems that there's also solutions there Mm -hmm. are a lot of great quality educators that are constantly enriching the the curriculum and the content there are great parents who are constantly enriching and enhancing their child's access to resources, reading daily with their children, mm-hmm. finding ways to to uh, cook. Cooking with your children is an important skill because mm-hmm. all of these life skills you need to learn. Life skills, period, life with skills, your kids. Period. And there's also different models of schools, mm-hmm. like the Reggio Emilia, Montessori, however you feel about these different types, there are options. And what the great- schools are those? I've never heard of those schools. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, well, Montes- <laughs> Montessori is like... Um, they have a different approach to school. So, so they're like charter schools, not necessarily like ran by a district. So mm-hmm. they're like, they're like, in the, they're, it's just like an independent school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and they follow like uh, private, private pay. Some of them. Some. some. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have like a different model. I haven't worked in a Montessori school, but I know a little bit. Um, and they really do focus on, it's very student centered. So mm-hmm. it's like, the kids, they come in, they, they do everything. They're very independent, you know, which I really do like. They they make their own some they make their own meals, you know, they will set out their table. From some some of the things I've seen, they you know, there's lots of um, play, there's lots of different things with manipulatives, there's a lot of different things happening there. Wow. It looks um, to, it appears to be a little bit more open to student learning focus mm-hmm. model um, and there are also a lot of project service-based learning schools mm-hmm. that are really taking on that model of learning through a project learning through a community service because through experience through experience yeah. because it's through that experience you really you can you tie in literacy you tie yeah. in math you tie in all of those things which it's the great thing about yeah, humans... I'm still not using geometry. Listen, the great thing about humans, as much as they try to bring us down with, with whatever they try to take away from us, they can't take away our innovation. Yeah. As much as they try to bring us down, there's so many people who are constantly creating new having new ideas, new options, mm-hmm. who are also collab- who are thinking back. Sometimes you don't need anything new. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, okay, how can we how can we see how this can all work together? How can we take a little bit of this to that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of options. It's about knowing what are your options. And then even in education, we have homeschooling. People are, and that's even a topic that more and more people are talking about now is homeschooling their children during this mm-hmm. time. So there's various options, but it's really about, okay, what is that support? What is the, What do those resources look like? You know, 
what are our intentions with it? Are we wanting students to just learn to pass a test? Or are we wanting them to come out of school feeling like they're empowered, that yeah. they can take on anything. anything because, okay, I've had this experience of failing. I've had this experience of making a mistake, Yeah. but I was guided to know how to, how to move move on so will you have a school by the time um, my children (laughs) are conceived (laughs) she's so annoying um well we'll see you know please look i'm following god's orders so in whatever direction the universe is moving me to is where i will go so all right but you know what that takes on to juni's second part Oh um, yes, you remember. I know. I'm sorry. This this episode <laughs> is long, but listen, y'all. This is. I mean, I mean, are you? I think this is a lot of good. This po- is good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yay. yeah. So I mean, these these are going to be longer because we have a third host. Yeah. <laughs> so you right. know, we got to get all our thoughts out, all our jewels out. You right. know. So. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and you're so. What's the second question? Well, so. What was the second question? Can you remind me? Actually, I done forgot. This, yeah. The second question was because <laughs> I know okay, the second question is more so for um, like us and our our audience as far as like when you think of education and entrepreneurship, it's not that easy to figure out a model that works where you can still be an entrepreneur and tie in that educational piece and background. So, how did you get here to you know entrepreneurship using? what you love still, you know, um, through education and how, what are some ways that people can contribute to education or educating our kids or our families, our community on a more individual level, like small business level? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's so interesting is, you know, part of getting here was realizing that I could, you know, mm-hmm. there are actually other educators who, who have uh, businesses as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. They're either making curriculum that's why mm. Teachers Pay Teachers is so okay. popular. That's teachers sharing their own resources, their intellectual property with other teachers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but that's just one example of, of, of how that education and tying in with that entrepreneurship. Um, but how I got to where I'm at looks a little different. It's um, I've always been really interested in, in just child development in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, part of that is just learning also more about my human body. And... Uh, I've always been interested in in birth, and I had I had thought plans to actually um, learn more about the process and even become a doula. I figured, okay, maybe I'll do it when I'm older and retired. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this is something I can do later on. But it just so happened with COVID and everything, I saw that um, Mama Glow was offering virtual doula trainings, and I have been a fan of Latham Thomas and her work for years. Mm-hmm. I actually ran met her a few years back at afropunk i was like fangirling i was like oh my gosh let me take a picture but um, (laughs) no because i really appreciated her work because she's so focused on um the advocacy and reproductive justice and Mm -hmm. empowering um especially black mothers when we Mm -hmm. know that the rates for uh, maternal mortality in this country are so high for black women because Mm -hmm. of the inequities and inequalities in our in our um, system and Mm -hmm. so for me it made complete sense because that is part of human development part of child development you know where I'm 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 seeing the the start and to me that's I want to be a person who can create a space for someone 
to have more options and resources to have their best possible start. Mm -hmm. Imagine an empowered mother, an empowered father, or empowered mothers or empowered fathers, whoever, whomever. Mm -hmm. Imagine them looking at their birth as a beautiful, special moment of bringing life into this world and being intentional about how they're raising their children and and doing the best they can of living their human life and making sure that their child has the best resources that they can. That sounds like a beautiful picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have that. You know, I've watched my mother, you know, go through things even even during that 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 prenatal stage she had a very traumatic a lot of traumas that happened during that time mm -hmm. but she kept evolving kept mm -hmm. growing it doesn't matter where you are in life mm -hmm. it's okay where are we at where are we at here we're here here's some opportunities here are some resources that's where i come in mm -hmm. at this time where you're vulnerable because your body is going through so many changes and we live in a place where you might not live close to your family you might not have the same support system mm -hmm. i'm here to be a community support system for you mm -hmm. if you have questions i'm here to help you find the answers not find them for you but to help you yeah to help you see that you have options you know you don't have to give birth at a hospital there mm -hmm. are birth centers you can give birth at home or you can if you want to. Or, mm -hmm. okay, um, what's a what's what do you think about you know nutrition or this or that? I might not have the answers because I don't know everything, mm -hmm. but you know I, someone who I does. might know somebody mm -hmm. who does. Mm -hmm. I'm that resource, that extra support. Yeah, and I get to help you see because I'm so passionate about child development. Some sometimes, like I've seen my sister when she first had her girls, mm -hmm. and even now she's like, oh, I don't know if they're 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 developing at the right pace you know we think everything's supposed to happen so fast no you know it happens in 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 in, in stages and in whenever in, they feel like it, know, everybody's like, different they can merge yeah, right let them emerge and if mm -hmm. we do see something that looks like hmm it's a little bit an, of an outlier it looks a little mm -hmm. bit out the norm then then we can see those resources you know mm -hmm. and because of my experience working with children also my passion about literacy literacy and empowerment I'm there to also help support with additional early childhood education services for you. Okay. You know, so I can help walk you through that development process for your child if you have questions about like those concerns because of my specific expertise with mm -hmm. early early childhood education. But ultimately, I'm supporting you. And yeah. I this is this is my way to give back to my community. Mm -hmm. I came back to Ohio for a reason and I see my reason is to serve the community and what better way to serve than using the skills that I already have? Mm -hmm. I already have a passion for children. Maybe not in the setting that I was in before. That's the thing I had to rework on my road here. Mm -hmm. Was that I had become so frustrated with our education system mm -hmm. that I was ready to throw it in the trash. The mm -hmm. whole thing. I mean, you guys know. I was like. That's my same feeling with healthcare. I was like, you know what? I don't I don't know. But you know what? I, I had to also expand my mind. Trash. You got a whole assistant I mean, this system. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, but like I do. I yeah. feel mm -hmm. like that's how I felt because I just felt like, whoa, this system is just so broken. Like, yeah. and then when you try to fix it or you try to call people out, like, they get mad at you like you don't get a positive response you know what i mean even if it's like i'm not you know you're you may not be criticizing or whatever you're just trying to make something a little bit better 
and or at least you know say hey this could be better and you get you know you get pushed down for it. But you know that's the thing. When we support, it doesn't mean that we're giving advice or we're telling, trying to fix people. Right, or, you right, know, right. Like we're waiting for them to come to us. Yeah. You know, like sometimes yeah. I think part of that pushback is feeling like you you're telling me what to do instead mm-hmm. of helping me find, find my way. Find my way, my way my you know, mm-hmm. let me ask you and then support me. You know, instead of that, because sometimes we have a tendency to be like, oh, you're wrong. You did it, did it, did it, cure canceled, da da da. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? But mm-hmm. we don't, we don't allow people to find their way. That mm-hmm. we all learn differently. I'm someone. I have to take some stumbles and then, mm-hmm. you know, all right. I see now. I was, I'm, I was that kid and I'm that adult now. You yeah. know, that's how I learn. And I know that not everybody learns the same way I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. To, to fix you because you're not broken. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not my place, but I'm here to support you. Mm-hmm. I'm here to be a resource for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel comfortable doing. And I feel like that's what I would want for me as well. So um, I think it works out. But you know, something that you said too, I've been reading Brene Brown's The Power of Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And she talks about sharing. And it's taken me a while to like share and get out of my box. Mm-hmm. But I, I thank our elders and our ancestors for doing so much of this groundwork because as frustrating as it is to be like, oh my gosh, I want to throw this all away. There's so many people who feel that way too. And mm-hmm. so many people before us who felt that way, mm-hmm. but they didn't, they kept going forward. They kept moving forward and they, they, they reimagined what it could look like. Mm-hmm. They didn't let that conditioning limit their mind you right. know mm-hmm. instead they saw that conditioning for what it was saw themselves for who they are or were and they decided to take an action mm-hmm. an action to improve their life and by improving their life thus improving the lives the of world. their community mm-hmm. and that to me is beautiful because we have so many examples of it that even when we're feeling like oh my gosh this is a no because there's somebody that's already doing the work Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're alone, all oh, this is so frustrating. No, it, you know what? There's somebody else who's doing it too. Yeah. You need to find your community. Mm-hmm. Build your own community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what this season should have been called. Build your own community. It's never too late, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is our community. We do yeah. what we want. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow, that was this amazing. Beautiful. I love how you guys are sharing so much. Look look how much you're giving back to our community by sharing this content. This sharing this dialogue because it's activating our brains. Mm-hmm. It's activating our brains to, hmm, I wonder. Now I can ask a question. Mm-hmm. Now I can research. Mm-hmm. Now I can follow through because I know because I'm pro- I'm processing and living under this conditioning. I know that just because somebody says something and says that they're expert doesn't mean that it's true yeah. or it doesn't mean that their facts are actually factual. Mm-hmm. But what it does tell me is, hmm, this is I'm curious. So now I'm going to do my own due diligence and learn yes. more about it. Yes. I'm empowered to do the work for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like they keep spoon feeding us all the time. I mean, listen, when you talked about that school that has them prepare their own stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe that's why I'm not the greatest adult because all my meals have been showing up at the table up until college, you know? I was getting my meals, you know? Not, like, placed at the table, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have to cook my meals. So now it's like adding that to everything else was a little bit of a, it took a while to get used to that, you know what I mean? So, I mean, even now I'm still, like, 
barely want to make my meals. Like I, I just feel like cooking happens so often. Like I enjoy it, but every day. Yeah. Every day. Girl, I feel you. <laughs> I feel like they got tired. They got tired of cooking. It's not just, okay. They got tired. Listen, of they are too. They, okay. they want somebody in the community to help them out. They don't want to cook all the time. My mom, when we got older, she was like, "I've fed you guys for eighteen years. Now feed yourself." It's true. You know, yeah, she's I like, feel I'm her not though. Cooking. Grow up. Yeah. She's like, I'm yeah. not slaving over a stove for nobody no more. So. But you're right. Like, I think I'd rather just, you know, involve the children in the process. So they just kind of get. So then it, I'm used to it. I'm not having to readjust. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Wow. And it's fun for, you know, too. It's also like, it's also just, we need a reframe. You know, yeah. we've been told cooking is boring because we can do all this. Now and that. I see it more therapeutic. But, you know, yeah. sometimes like, I don't cook all the it's time cheaper. either. Okay. But. When I do, I, I've been really trying to practice being more mindful. Mm-hmm. So, like, now when I cook, I'm, I, I can listen. I can either listen to music or, or nothing at all. And I'm just focused on that. I'm just, like, enjoying. I'm like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. here it is. And, you know, I've been theming the meals. I've been, like, making it fun. Like, I'm just, like, trying out new recipes. Yeah. It's like that reframe. I'm still working on it, but, you know, mm-hmm. it makes it more more fun when you look at it. I really look at it. I started looking at it like self-care, like, oh, you're taking care of yourself, making you a bomb-ass meal. Yes. Okay. Like, yes. yeah. So, well, Gabby, wow. Thank you for all crazy. of these um Gifts. Gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gabby's gifts. <laughs> I don't even feel like we got to try. We have to try a different sound effect to end it off. Oh, we were still in the segment. That's crazy. Yeah. Ah. So what do you like? Do you like Gift of Gab or Gabby's I'm afraid gift? it's going to be like a not so good one. We could do Gift of Gab because that's actually what I have on my IG. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it's just Gab of Gaia with the Gift of Gab. Okay. And that was Gift, gift of Gab. Gab. Our newest segment. New segment. <laughs> I love that. Okay. That's so funny. moving on to our next segment, we're going to go ahead and rate the... Um, Industry, right? The ashes and the roses. Yes, we're going to give our ashes and roses, and then we'll rate at the very end. So to start off, what are some of the roses in the um, in the education industry? So many. Play. There's so many teachers and who are working on natural classrooms that I love it. Mm. And there's so many parents who are active and involved. Honestly, the, the, the main the main rose for real, for real, is also community. I, I'm going to bring it back to community. Yeah. It's when I see that parents and children and staff, school staff or parents and children, who, whomever that combination cocktail looks like, when they're all working together, mm-hmm. that is the rose, you know? Mm. And there's so many... Um, this is why... I, also, public funding is really important. We have to continue to pay attention to funds, especially during this time, because there's so many programs that help supplement things as well. Yeah. Um, but that connection, relationship, mm-hmm. having real conversations with children are amazing. Being, I know. I, mean, I love talking yo. to them. I love talking to them. The other day, I had like my little cousins. I was hanging out with my little cousins. Like, you know, they're like, seven eight i don't know and i'm just hanging out with them you know and this adult kept on trying to talk to me and i'm like i'm busy <laughs> they're talking about what they want to do when they grow up <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Why would you interrupt this conversation? Because yeah. they don't respect them. Yeah, but I love I love their innocence. I love how they they're so. I mean, it's like they're so. Tr- it's like life hasn't got you yet. Mm-hmm. Especially again in that early childhood. <laughs> for some of them, for that some early of them. childhood t- window period. Yeah. Though there are a lot of children who are going yeah, through it, are, going through life. Ooh, big you look time. at those rates for uh, not right. suspensions and and all that in in kindergarten. Mm-mm. It's alarming, but mm-hmm. anyways, um, but just you know that interaction, that human interaction we have of building mm-hmm. relationships, getting to know somebody for who they are, mm-hmm. and there's something to be said about play. I think kids remind us to be human again, you mm-hmm. know, because we can wonder, we can be curious, we can imagine. You mm-hmm. know, you said you were, you know, with your nieces. I had my nieces um, mm-hmm. a, a couple weeks ago. And their imagination, I mean, I have to commend my sister and her husband because <laughs> their imagination, they just had so, like, my two-year-old niece was coming up with different voice characters. No lie. She she had her own different characters going. And I was like, what the, this is amazing. Just like, you know, sometimes we forget, like, man, that creativity, like, that's why the youth are the change makers is because yeah. they have such great imagination. But, um... Okay, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> you see, I have a problem because, you know, when I hear stuff like that, I always, if, when I have kids, like, stop me from monetizing my children, please. <laughs> because if they have any kind of, if I see any business opportunity. Lord Jesus. <laughs> when you just said that, I was like, yo, you need to find a way to make make I her know, make you, you money. <laughs> and that's real because a lot of people do feel that way. I had a, I had a child who, who wanted to be a YouTube star. Mm. And honestly, I think he, I think he could be great. He should do it for real, for real, because they are making a lot of money. Yeah, he has a he, he, sh- he has so many great things to say that comes out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, hey, why not? You know what I mean? But there is something to be said about you have to be careful with you, it. There better be some research on you, that. You know, like look, what's yeah, play is missing. You know, let's bring play back. More of that. Let's bring more of that wonder, that curiosity, that that grace for for ourselves. And most importantly, grace for the children. We can't expect young children mm-hmm. or developing children as they're getting into their, you know, early adolescence, you know, and mm-hmm. all of those teenage years. Like, we, we, we put a lot of pressure on our youth to do a whole lot. You I know? think if, for example, him being the YouTube, wanting to do YouTube, the pressure is honestly, it's like, why put the pressure? Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't want to put in the work to do it, then he's going to watch it fail. And there you go. That's mm-hmm. real life. Exactly. And, and you know, you don't put in the work. It dies. It fails. You don't take care of it. You don't, you know, you don't water that seed. It's never come. It's not going to mm-hmm. sprout into anything. Yeah. And that's what I would, if that's what you, you know, you're going to work hard to invest your own money into whatever project you want to do and watch it fail when you don't want to do the work. <laughs> Or watch when it flourish go. when you do it, you know? Exactly. So it's a great, yeah. that project, project. So I'm learning. saying like, I don't have to pressure mm-hmm. you. You won't, you shouldn't have to pressure, you know, the kids. That is an opportunity to teach them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were those all your roses? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about yours? You got yours? Yeah. So my roses, um, just the interactions with them, like I used to do, well, I used to teach like Sabbath school mornings, but then like most recently I had um, an after school program 
And I also used to teach for the Y in Latchkey after school. Mm. But, like, I always have them call me, like, Miss Junie. And then, you know, when you walk in, they're like, Miss Junie. Like, that was cool. Just them, just their energy. Like, they're just <laughs> cool. Like, they're fun. We laugh, you know. We probably... So I like them. I like the kids. I would say the kids are definitely a rose because you can see... Like, you see the excitement, like, in all of the ages, you see when they've learned something new. You've seen when they're like, oh, this is cool. You know, you see, they try to be like, this is cool, it's all right. But you see the excitement, and you <laughs> see the fear, you see the hesitation. You can see it in their face when a kid is embarrassed. So just, like, that whole thing, I appreciate being able to have, like, that whole exchange mm -hmm. in them. So It's kind of like you remembering, oh, I remember me when I was is, is yeah, it kind of like that like, like you see yourself in them yeah kind of. it's just like you know like it's okay you know what I mean it's just like another process you know and I mm -hmm. think it's cool and I love to place myself in a position of someone who they can like use as a resource you know um I would say that is my biggest rose um another rose just about education itself I think is very uh empowering I think it's very empowering and it's such a massive tool that it's mm -hmm. it can be used to free and to enslave people yeah. so i think it's um it's a rose that can turn into ashes you know what i'm saying if you burn it if you like the rose up <laughs> but <laughs> but i think um i would say those are my two roses yeah okay um for me my rose um my first rose has to rose. go to shout out to the amazing teachers because there are there are really yeah, some, are some diamonds mm -hmm. in you know in regular schools like the hiding in a classroom of you know so many students it's like i feel like you know those teachers could have changed the world and i guess i mean they really are because you know when they change one person's life it kind of so shout out to all the amazing teachers that, you know took the time sat down with me and made sure because I, I was struggling in, in grade school okay um <laughs> the other one is um i'm i'm the other roles is that i have like this new kind of relationship with education now um because i started doing like adult education as my like side hustle for my business. How so are we all educators here? Just education. We should have really talked about adult education. Yeah, we completely <laughs> left that out. We're and the I whole thought spectrum right here. I mean, but this is this is the opportunity yeah. to talk about it because yeah. I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so yeah, so I'm an um an adult educator now. So it's it's very interesting. It's funny because I like little kids. I avoid like middle school teenagers. <laughs> And now I just have like jumped right into adult education. So and it's Attaboy. a and it's a very interesting because I feel like they're young adults and I feel like that's where I can vibe. You know what I mean? Like you're coming into your adulthood. You know that life is not perfect now. You know, you know that you're not always right at this point, you know. So Do you yeah. get older adults too? You get older adults. Yeah, too. I get older adults as well. And that I mean because of the field that it's in, because it's in healthcare, like you know, they tend to just respect, respect what you say, like everything you say is because you know it because, you know, because I have experience, I have confidence in my field. So if I'm talking to you about it and you know nothing, you know nothing at all, because the class that I teach is like basic. So if you know nothing at all, then, yeah, you're just going to listen to what I have to say and mm -hmm. respect it. And right now everything is virtual, so they can't even really see my face <laughs> and see my age. Um, they just this. hear my experience, mm -hmm. the experience I have. Mm -hmm. But so I have a new um, 
you know, I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about education because of that. Um, and then the other pro was um, college changed my life. Black studies courses changed my life, okay? Which, for a lot of people, Netflix's uh, Black Lives Matter segment is changing their lives. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> for me, it was <laughs> college. Triple A. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love what I'm seeing with some spaces where there's more of an awareness for like mindfulness, they're doing yoga. Um, I know in my classroom I had affirmations um, and I'm seeing just so many like enriching things for children that are available right now. Um, but I wish there was more. So that's definitely an ash. It's like, you know, I think part of that empowerment is to, to do that self-study. I almost wish there was like a self-study course. Like, all right, then this or something where- Where you just, Explore yourself. Ex- explore yourself. I bet you there is. Yeah. I don't. I that the Ohio State yeah. University. I'm sure the Ohio State University will will uh, charge you a good fifty thousand know, dollars a year for that right. course. Like that, and that's crazy. That's all, create a way for you to fail. Own. I was the way to fail that class. Actually, like, how I fail a class about myself. I'm my own self. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. Let's not make that a class because then because right. they just overcomplicated and find a way to to make us fail yeah, on yeah. our own self. But they will really make you feel like a failure. Like damn, studying your own self. Right. You know what? Actually, another <laughs> another another Ash mm-hmm. is thinking that schools and these institutions are the only place for education. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's the Ash. Knowing yeah. that these are resources, but there's plenty. They're plentiful. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. What about you? What are your What are your ashes? My ashes would be just the disparity that I've seen just in the Columbus community, just from elementary to middle to high. Like I've seen, I've been inside a lot of schools. Actually, I've been inside a lot of schools, a lot of different schools, and just the disparity of the resources that are available to certain students. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, this school is going to have a higher math level, a higher reading level when they have more technology, they have more staff, they have more teachers, they have more one-on-one versus, like, this school who who they're still using chalk and uh, chalkboard or smart boards. And, you know, like, of course, there's going to be a disparity in their Mm -hmm. testing because there's disparity in their education, you know? So... That would be an ash for me. Mm-hmm. Another ash is I would say that it's not, it's like the reward literally comes from you, like what you get out of it. But as mm-hmm. far as like the recognition of just education in the lives of children and adolescents, I think goes on. It's not as, it's not held to the regard that it should be held to because these people are shaping the people that will be running the world. <laughs> you know, like, why aren't we giving no, them... No, like, they're going to be the ones taking care of us when we're old. Exactly. That is the nightmare exactly. that I'm having. So... <laughs> okay. Okay. It matters. It yeah, matters. it matters. So I think there should be a little bit more emphasis on that. And, you know, it's just making sure people are... Because people, people are underpaid and overworked in this industry mm, on all levels at the schools at the nonprofits, on the bus like everywhere everywhere all of them will tell you the same thing mm-hmm. so yep those are my ashes mm. are we underpaid or is rent just too high okay that's another Ooh, podcast another ash that's another podcast another ash this is my last ash 
I would have to say, I the people making the legislators, the legislation that govern these schools, these urban schools, they haven't even stepped foot in them. Okay, there are a lot of people here in Columbus who are writing these education laws who haven't even stepped foot in these schools. So I would say that an ash would be just the um, distance between the actual student and the person making the laws that affects that student's daily life. Mm -hmm. And that's like every industry. Mm -hmm. These laws that are being written. It's like, yo, have you ever done this before? Have you ever taken care of a human before? Mm -hmm. Like, so... It's crazy that that's even a possibility. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that. And, you know, to the community who's listening to this, this also empowers us to make sure we're doing our due diligence and staying up to date. You Mm -hmm. know, now with everything going to COVID, a lot of our boards of education are having an even are having it virtual Mm -hmm. and they're putting it on YouTube. Like I just watched, um, Columbus City's uh, board meeting where they were talking about virtual and what that's going to look like for parents. Not everybody's going to be in their business. You know, so, well, no, but that's good because that's that's how you get that information and community participation. Mm -hmm. So it's But that's how you're held accountable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it's, and that's good though on both ends. Mm -hmm. Like, but let's also take advantage of those resources and make sure we're tuning in. If this is a district that you, your taxpayer monies are going to, mm-hmm. or, you know, like if you're at a Dublin or whatever, cause they're, everybody's posting their things, you know, so we can see what's happening, you know? And a lot of these people are working really, really hard to, to make this, this work, mm-hmm. but also this working has so many layers to it that we really need to unpack. So Mm -hmm. it's really important that we're all, even if we don't have our own children, but Mm -hmm. we're members of the community and we care about the well-being of our children who are in in these districts, you know, we want to make sure that we're continuing our education about what's actually happening Mm -hmm. as we transition as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wow. So my ashes. Um, the first thing I have down is like lies they tell. (laughs) Yeah, I don't appreciate being lied to growing up. I don't appreciate being like manipulated at all. And I mean, that's kind of really why I have been just away from social media because I just feel like I've been manipulated my whole life. Like Mm -hmm. this this entire thing is just, you know, but my eyes are open now. Mm. And so that's a major con for me is the fact that I know that they're telling lies like they're teaching lies they're and i don't like that anyway moving on so um side note some of those people believe it believe what they're teaching mm-hmm. i mean yeah, yeah i i know that a i'm not just even even in like i can i can parallel this to healthcare, mm-hmm. bro just even me as a nurse like i realized oh whoa a lot of what i learned is a lie and i then took that information passed it on to my patients mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't like that mm-hmm. um Meant to condition us, which you guys already touched on. We all already touched on that. And then um, they're not diverse enough. I don't think cla- um, like uh, classrooms are diverse enough. Uh, the first time that I sat in a circle in a classroom was when I was like almost graduated out of high, uh, college um, to like sit and have a conversation. I was wow. so I was in awe. I was like, what classes can run like this? Mm-hmm. Like. That's how I would run my classroom yeah. is everybody is equal and we're having conversations. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that there should be more what you were explaining as far. And, and it 
public schools should be more diverse, period. It should not just be accessible to students who have money or her students who are able to get into a charter this particular charter school or whatever. Like it should just be diverse altogether and allow students to we should be like cultivating them and allowing them to just kind of grow into who themselves and into who they are instead of like conditioning them to be workers slaves slaves i like that word cultivate cultivate baby <laughs> yes it's my yes so those are my um ashes which we usually do it i think backwards so that we can end on a positive note but since we have heavy. it was heavy this was a heavy conversation. yeah this was but the positive note is we are all aware and we're taking yes. action and there's so many other people who are taking action we're not alone in this our community is a lot larger than we think yeah and there's so much this is a great opportunity for a lot of big changes man yes. i think season two is gonna change a lot. and that's why i feel like season this is season two this is why we, we feel like i feel like this is the time if, yeah. if if we're gonna change something this is a good time, time. everything is changing in 2020 yeah. so we might as well change everything that sucks i love that mm-hmm. i love that and i thank you guys for like for doing this i think yeah. this is great like the 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 what you're modeling for all of us is how powerful it is to speak your truth and to mm-hmm. share what you know even if if you don't think it's right or whatever you're sharing based off of your own experiences and that starts that dialogue which Mm -hmm. is so important yeah Yeah, for sure thanks for coming yes gabby oh my gosh i mean we've had such a good conversation but you haven't told us what entrepreneur type you are before we get into our quotes of the day Mm -hmm. i think you guys know world changer you know it Hey, she gonna change the world. Okay. Actually, you know what? I actually put that in your bio. I forgot to say that. <laughs> I used okay. to, I, I said, get on her good side because she gonna change the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zuli mommy, this. tune in. Okay, <laughs> where can they follow you on um, Instagram? Facebook? Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram at Gab of Gaia. It's one word on there. G-A-B-O-F-G-A-I-A, Gab of Gaia. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, don't forget to go get her spoken word album. Yes, thank you. You know what? I'm tripping. Yes. Uh, yeah, Gab of Gaia's spoken word album called The Spirit Yearns to Move. Um, really cool harmonic soundscapes that I did with my good friend Lish Grooves. Shout out to Lish Grooves. Um, and I think you guys will like the feel. It's very short, but um, it's a nice vibe. Island inspired because it was done while I was in Jamaica. You can tune in in the Apple Music, Spotify, again, anywhere music is streamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and be also on the lookout, well, for more information about Zuli Mommy. Zuli Mommy is my baby. That is the the business that I am giving birth to Ooh, in this season yes. where I am providing birth and postpartum support as well as early childhood educational services to the community and for the community by the community. What does so, early childhood education services, what, what are those services that you are providing? Yes, that includes tutoring. So I will be offering tutoring service for students, but as well as childbirth education classes, just general, anything that you are interested in learning about as far as child development. Okay. I got you. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. And I mean, are you raising any children just for future reference? I'm just raising my inner child. <laughs> <laughs> my inner <You're> child. <laughs> I'm raising mine too. Yes. Day by day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, do you have a quote to leave for the good people today? I do. It's actually my favorite quote of all time. And it's from um, at the time she was a child herself, but she mm-hmm. is now um, growing up. Malana, Malala mm-hmm. Yousafzai. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. I don't know okay. either, but I know Malala. But she has a beautiful quote that says, The prayers of people are so powerful, it can give you life. Mm. And I've always loved that quote. It's stuck. It's just held on to me in my soul. And I feel it every day even more that the prayers are, of people are powerful. Know that someone out there is praying for you. Mm. You are loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's beautiful. <clears throat> that is beautiful. My, I mean, that's perfect. I mean, because, you know, um, that goes in line with that book, The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. And my quote is actually from that book. So I cannot stress it enough. Please read the book. <laughs> it will change your life. It will make the world a better place, I think, honestly. Okay, so it says, uh, what we call education is nothing but domestication of the human being. Ooh. And who, so, who, who dropped that quote? Name yeah, author. that's Miguel from the Four Just Agreements. It's Don Miguel Ruiz. Okay. Ooh. Matter of fact, Four I don't know if I heard you the first time. With can the quote, you, oh, I, you, you need me to read it again. Quote. You need me to say it again. Quote. It's fire like that. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> what we call education is nothing but domestication of the human being. Mm. So, what does that mean? Preach. Mm. Education is nothing but the domestication of the human being. They've I trained think, us. I, I think we should just sit on that. We need let. a whole podcast on the book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We need a whole podcast <laughs> on the book. All right. Okay. A whole season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah I'm going to just let, let that sit, sit there. Let it, let let it sit. sit. Let it marinate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Marinate. Yes. Yeah. And Junie, of course, you're going to uh, leave yes. us off with the last quote of the day. Yes. Gabby, thank you so much for coming. Um, my quote. Thank you for having me. Yes. My quote today um, to leave you guys to kind of marinate with as well um, comes from Sydney J. Harris. The whole purpose of education is to turn mirrors into windows. Mm-hmm. Right. So think about that. Think about what are you doing in your life? Who are you educating? And are you turning that mirror into a window for them? All right, guys. See you next week. See you next time. You can listen to us. You can find us on YouTube um, and then Apple, Google, and Spotify playlists. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye, guys. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Gabby.